0: Blog Talk radio
1: So hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to Winchester Radio. Um, it's been 24 hours since our last podcast. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, we're very excited again tonight. We have a very special guest. Um we are not taking callings for uh tonight's guests though. That is our usual policy. Just so everybody knows. Um because I just thought I'd let everybody know we are not able to screen calls and uh, find out what's going on. It's a just a very special circumstance that uh, um some once in a while we take them. But it's only at request of the guests. We don't do it. Um feel, is, feel free gonna, to tweet feel Feel free to tweet us your questions, though. If you have questions for more. feel free to tweet them. Yes, and please do. Winchester Bowes on Twitter, Winchester Rose on Facebook as well. You can find out. You can tweet questions, and you can find out information all about supernatural news and the podcast and episodes and everything on Facebook and Twitter at those places. Um, you can download us through iTunes, search for Media Boulevard. Uh, you can find us at Blog Talk Radio slash Media Boulevard. And um, you can always go to our website, winchesterbros.com, and click on the icon for Winchester Radio. You can listen live, or you can download the podcast for later. Uh, tonight, we have a very special guest. Uh, this week's episode was called A Little Slice of Kevin, but it was not her first episode. And we are very happy to welcome to our show tonight, uh, Warren Tom, who plays Mrs. Trans, Kevin's mom. Welcome, Warren. Thanks for being on. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Great. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm. Uh, you know what? My 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 question is: Does yeah.
2: Mrs. Tran have a first name? I was thinking I, I kind of call her Mama Tran in my, oh, in my head. No, I call myself that too. Um, no, my my name in the show is Linda. Linda Tran. So I actually, have same initials. Oh, oh, <laughs> <Andy>. Yeah. <laughs> You know, monogram
1: towels will work in both places. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, how did uh, How did you come to be um, on Supernatural and have the part of Mrs. Tran? Like,
2: you know, it was one of those fluky decisions. I think that was probably last minute on the show's part because they called me on a Friday and I flew to Vancouver on a Monday. <laughs> So oh it yeah, it seemed very um kind of last minute decision sort of thing. So I didn't really, you know, go through the regular process where you go to an audition and a call back and all that. I they just called me and said would would Lauren like to do this and I was supposed to be shooting a movie in Hawaii and so I really, really wanted to do it though because I had heard great things about the show and you know, I I'd heard that the part was really wonderful so my agents uh, were just trying to work it all out um, that I could do both, and it looked like I could do both. And so we just went ahead and said, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And um, then I flew to Vancouver, and then the people for the movie in Hawaii said, you know what, we're going to recast her. <laughs> so I ended Aww. up that movie. I know. But, you know, I have to say this experience has been nothing but a gigantic gift. I don't think I've ever felt so much Love and so much positive energy coming over the Internet. I just, it was overwhelming. I mean, I, I have never seen anything like it. And I've, you know, I've been in this business for 30 years. So I, my first clue was when I got off the plane in Vancouver. And, again, this has never happened to me before. There were pop waiting for me to take my photos. I guess they knew I was coming to shoot this episode. And I was wearing a T-shirt, yoga pants, and my slippers with no makeup on. <laughs> and I just wanted to die. I thought, okay, this is not happening. And I was oh, just, like, brutal. trying to look down. And so, so I just thought, wow, this, this show must have a rabid, huge, insane fan base for people to even care that I'm coming to do this. You know, so... <laughs>
1: Anyway, that, that pretty much covers it. it. <laughs> yeah, insane. that pretty yeah, much, yeah, covers, that pretty covers, much it. covers it. Yeah. Um well, we are known as a supernatural family. Yeah. So it's it's family in every sense of the word of both, you know, close and loyal and and fierce and protective and and quirky and argumentative. <laughs> oh <laughs> and, gosh. You know, yeah, all yeah no. Of those things, but but mostly the majority is, is just what you feel, just a lot of, you know, um respect and love and caring and once you're in you're in.
2: Ah. I so. you know, I totally get that and I it, it just it makes sense to me because on a more, you know, universal or spiritual level that everyone just wants to be connected and wants to belong. And you mm-hmm. know, in this gigantic internet family you really do get a sense that you belong.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, it's it's very it's a it's a lovely thing. I I hope. I wonder if it'll keep going on after the show. You know, goes off. I, I guess it would. I would, unless it'd be like going off to college. I guess. <laughs>
0: but,
1: well, there's characters and actors that that haven't been on the show since like second season, and they're still going strong with. Conventions and support on Twitter and everything like that.
2: Wow. That's really something. I I hope to do a convention at some point um, down the road. You know, you have to be invited and stuff, but it would be really fun to meet some of the fans in person and just Mm -hmm. say hello. Um, I'm going to be doing a a couple conventions coming up, um, but that's more for Futurama. But I think they're all kind of... Uh, mixed in together, because one's called Supernova. The one that I did in London, they had everything. They had, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek and Doctor Who and everybody, so Mm
0: -hmm. maybe
2: it'll be like that, too, in Australia when I go. Mm -hmm. Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You'll
1: definitely get supernatural people there and, you know, probably for a little bit of everything. I I hope you get to come to a supernatural
0: convention. Yeah, because creation
1: does. Yeah,
2: because that's Just for that show, right? (laughs) I'm sorry? That's just for Supernatural, right? Yes. They do specific shows. shows. Yeah, Yeah. it's not
1: the only show they do, but they do specific conventions for Supernatural. Right. And Star Trek, Vampire Diaries, stuff like that.
2: But, yeah, they're only those, those shows for most of the time. Right, right. That's cool. Well, I'm wondering if, you know, do you think that sometimes guest stars do those that have only done a couple episodes? Yes. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>
1: I, I was just in Chicago, and Gabriel Tigerman was there, and he did two episodes, I believe, and they were back in third season? The second season, season two.
2: Second, third. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. Mm. And Matt
1: Cohen? Matt Cohen did three,
2: three episodes, you. I think. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Once
2: the show, we don't let you go. Aw. <laughs> well, and who knows? Maybe they'll play him in reruns, too, you know? Um, it, because 'cause have done so many, it's probably syndicated, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
2: yeah. Yeah, People still, still see those Friends episode I did a jillion years ago, because <laughs> they're still airing. Mm-hmm. So,
0: anyway. I
2: met someone at the convention that had just started
1: watching Supernatural in seventh season, and they had to back up and catch up, but they had just found it in season seven.
2: Wow. So they, so they have them all on DVD, or you can. Buy it or rent it.
1: You can you can get it on DVD, but it's also on Netflix.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Gosh, it must be so fascinating to see the first season when the boys were so much younger. <laughs> hey, very Darcy, you're back. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm back. I was, I was trying to, I was getting a lot of background noise. I'm trying to call in to get make it sound a little better.
2: Oh, okay. yeah. I hear it too. I'm not sure. What's happening? That's I wonder. Do you think that's on my
0: end? I don't know oh, anything. <laughs>
1: so I have no idea where it's from. But it sounds it sounds a little better now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, I was wanting to. Um, I, I was to ask Lauren, Did you watch the show before you got the part?
2: Actually, had never seen it before, because, you know, I've got two kids, and it, it's really hard for me to watch TV, <laughs> so I was trying to, you know, cram my head with the storylines and just the whole tone of the show and everything, so I went online, and my agent sent me a bunch of stuff, but I was like, oh, my God, this is a horror genre show, I had no idea, <laughs> but uh, the, the special effects are so good in it that it's pretty darn scary. Um, I I've never done anything like this before, and and it, that's what was what made it so fun for me, too, because, you know, I'm five feet tall, and so no one has ever asked me to punch someone in the face,
0: <laughs> and I don't know if they ever will again,
2: but, you know, it was just, I wanted to do all my own stunts, if if possible, um, and I, you know, I actually threw my shoulder out a little bit with that punch to mark, because we did it so many times, and I wasn't used to that motion. <laughs> And it was really fast and hard. So, But they were so sweet to me on set that Lou, our stunt coordinator, sent over a masseur. And they gave me a massage for an hour in my trailer.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: talk about taking care of you, boy. And they were icing it and everything. So, But it was totally worth it. But, um, yeah, so it was really fun for me because I got to use, in that first episode, I, I got to use so many different... Um, experiences that I've had in my career because I started as a dancer and then I've done really avant-garde theater so it didn't really throw me that much when the red smoke was coming out of my
0: mouth and
2: they wanted me to arch my back you know and and then the sitcom work that I'd done before had helped with some of the humor in it and the drama work helped when I had to be really upset and so it was, it was kind of one of those parts that my mom said wow did did they just write this for you or something?
0: <laughs> she was so happy
2: for me. And um so I got to use like every part of me. It was kinda really neat. And so the whole the whole experience was just such a gift and you know, and then it was fun to, to be asked back again for this, this last one. And um
0: mm-hmm.
2: I have a funny story about um do you remember in the scene now now I'm talking about Little Flesh of Kevin, when I pull up in in the car in my car uh, to you know meet up with the boys and then show the demon in my trunk. Well, we were shooting at it about one o'clock in the morning. It was the the end of their shooting day. <laughs>
0: they were extremely
2: re- exhausted. And normally, what you do is you have the um, stunt driver guy. You know, he he will get set the car at the position one for you to to go again and do, you know, your takes and stuff. But they were kind of so pressed for time that they just had me do it. And so I had to be coming from way up from far on a hill, drive down really fast, make a hard left, and then park right next to the Impala. Okay? And it doesn't seem that hard, but it was really foggy. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. I was really tired. And I... You know, I, I apparently, on the first take, I came within, like, a paper depth, you know, like the, the thickness of a piece of paper between my car and the Impala.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> I had no idea that I was that close, and all three of the boys got out of the car laughing because they had to cut, you know, because and, and, I totally missed my mark. And, and I said to the director, I was like, oh, what did you expect? I'm Asian. You know you can't you can't expect me to be able to park that well. This and so they were like, okay, that's really funny, but we have to go again right now. So I started to get more more nervous, and they they had me practice, and they they had put all these bushes in there, and I couldn't see very well. And the fact that they were nervous made me more nervous. And then Misha, who is like a doll, and he's so nutty. I had no idea he was so nutty. He wanted to calm me down. He told me a story that when he was on a show once, they um, they gave him a, a brand-new Jaguar that he was supposed to drive down this little hill, but it was kind of like it had a drop-off on either side, on the left and the right side of the car. And so they said, you drive it to this point, then we'll have the stunt driver take over. He goes, oh, no, 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 I got this. And they said, are you sure? And he goes, oh, please, don't treat me a like a child. I've got this. He gets in the car and he completely totals it. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know. Oh my goodness! Like, what did they do? And he was like, "Well, they they actually were pretty good about it." <laughs> so he said, "So don't even worry about it. Like this is just a little Impala, and and you can do it." <laughs> and so you know, finally, the only way I was able to do it was um, our our first AD stood right at the mark that I was supposed to, to hit. And um, he was just off camera, so then that, that last time was the charm. But I was so relieved when I got that shot. <laughs> and then oh, on top no. of it, when I saw the episode, it was pitch dark. You couldn't even tell who was driving. They could have just they had the stunt driver do it.
0: Oh. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's very yeah. funny. I'm sorry. Maybe they'll be on yeah, the like, gag <laughs>
2: Oh, gosh, I'm getting all that feedback, too, now. Uh-oh. Can you hear me
0: okay? Yeah. 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 Um, I wonder
1: if um, maybe I tried hanging up and calling back in. I wonder if maybe... Um,
2: That's better now, actually. It was squawking before.
1: Okay, yeah, it does sound a little bit better now.
2: Yeah, it just... Okay. So, anyway. Okay. Yep. So, okay. yeah, that was that was probably the, my scariest moment on, of the two episodes. Doing that. <laughs> yeah, because
1: we're very protective of the Impala, you know, that's that's like, like a character on the show for us. Exactly. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. <laughs> yep. Yep. That I don't know what, what would have happened. Really glad I didn't hit it.
1: <laughs> you know, it probably wouldn't have even scratched it because, you know, it's built like a tank, you know, nineteen
2: sixty seven. You know. Oh gosh, I don't know though. But my car I think was kind of a cheapie, you know. <laughs> Maybe it'll be on the gag reel. That would be funny. I I hope the other thing makes it to the gag reel. I I sent a tweet out about this a long time ago where when I was punching Mark just for fun, one take. I I just I just yelled douche, and then and then Jared went bag right at the like at the perfect timing. So then that was our running joke was douche bag, and then we just kept saying that all day long. But Mark actually really loved it too. Mark's got a good
0: humor.
2: <laughs> Gosh, wasn't he mean in this last episode? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: speaking of Mark, I just have to know what you weren't in this scene, but there was a scene where um, Crowley is sitting there with Kevin, and he has a pinwheel. Was the pinwheel written into the script? It's like, what's up with the pinwheel? I love this. It.
2: it was you know so. What? It
1: was so strange.
2: I just loved that too. I don't I'm not really sure. I wasn't there that day, so I'm not really sure whose idea that was, but it was brilliant, I thought. You know, it, I
1: it was it was awesome.
2: It was awesome and it just fit so so well with him. Um he helped me too when when he uh in the first episode when he went into my body, I uh I was just trying to get the cadence of his voice, you know. Um just mm-hmm. so that I could sound like him. And he he just kind of he recorded some of his lines for me so I could just listen to his rhythm and because uh, he definitely has a very distinct way of speaking and mm-hmm. and he just gave me the attitude like all oh, of this is boring you know like you, you, he's got so much power that like everything is just like a plaything you know? right yeah he's a, he's mm-hmm. a really good actor
1: yeah I I got kind of, sometimes it's very than very casual but then we least expected he just kind of explodes
2: oh no yeah. that those torture scenes were like oh they were so hard to watch weren't they
0: yes oh,
2: Ozzy was so yeah. into it though <laughs> he just he came out after that scene where they where the that poor innocent woman got exploded and he just was like like you can't believe how much blood how much blood they splattered on me <laughs> he was in total shock uh, <laughs> And then they cut this this little thing out in the scene after that where I'm dabbing him off. But of course, of course, I had to, you know, like put a little of my bit on the rag and and get it off his face. It's only a mother thing to
0: do. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Did you have fun kind of playing Mrs. Tran as also like Sam and Dean kind of mom? Briefly, you know Oh, she
2: love that Yeah, yeah, we definitely had a, a You know, a rapport going there too as and, and me as being the elder Of, you know, the group And um, I think that Dean You know, his character Was kind of getting a kick out of My feistiness, you know it was, it was really fun And uh, Just um, You know, so when Dean had me up against that pillar When he was, you know, about to kill me Because he thought I was, you know that I was Crowley.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There were parts. There was a little teeny part of me that was kind of okay with that position.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I'm not hating yeah. it. <laughs> for that, people like you for that. And, and I sure feel like it every... was a fair
1: trade for Hawaii. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's in
0: Hawaii.
2: Okay, I'll go with Jensen. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh gosh. Let's see what else. Yeah, so that last scene where um it, of this um you know, of this last episode when when Sam comes out to tell us that we were going to be holed up with Garth and um uh Kevin and I were going to be with Garth. It was really tricky trying to do that scene because that was right when Misha's wife was in labor. And so we were just all on hold. So I was supposed to go home like 2 days prior and we were just waiting for her to have a baby. 'cause we had to shoot the other side of that scene, but the way that they cut it, you can really tell I don't think that they didn't really it was they just had to use one side of that scene but um i, I was wondering how they were gonna get around that, but talk about it being family, you know everything stops when you know <laughs> when your brother his wife's but gonna have a baby, right so <laughs> You know, I think, the, and I, I'm sure that must have happened, too, when when Jared's wife had a baby, I'm sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, when I was just kind of researching things on the Internet, I just couldn't get over how many fans. You guys gathered money or something for a baby gift or something like that, didn't you? Or, or you donated it to a charity on behalf of the birth of the baby. I just remember seeing... Tons and tons of um, donations. Mm-hmm.
1: We 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 did a fundraiser for um, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. That's
2: what and, it was. Um, in
1: in honor of the baby as yes, the baby gift, and then we um, supernatural fans raised over forty thousand dollars. What? And and then Jared matched it. Jared and what? Jen matched it. Yeah. Yes. So. It was about eighty-two thousand dollars that donated to St. Jude's in honor of their new baby.
2: Oh my God, that is unbelievable! See right there, just the power of this show. That is a that's a beautiful thing. Wow, mm-hmm. that's brilliant. well. It started with one little tweet by Jared saying when they when when he
1: uh, gave the news that Genevieve and he were going to have a baby. Um, he said, "You know, we we love the idea that you're that you're thinking maybe about giving us gifts for the baby, but we're fine, we're okay. And if you want to do something, you know, why don't you just very casually say, well, please maybe just donate instead to St. Jude, so you know those children in the could, could have something. We're we're good.' And it just it's, went from there.
2: <laughs> wow, that's yeah. really something, and that just shows what kind of person he is too, you know." Because at, at the end of the day, we all have so much stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, I wish I could stop myself sometimes, you know. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah that, that's really a great aspect of the show. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was wondering, do you have or maybe the show gave you like a little bit of way background for um, Mrs. Tran, because I thought it was interesting when when uh, Mrs. Tran and Kevin got their anti-possession tattoos, and she was like, well, what makes you think this is my first tattoo? And I was like, oh. <laughs> you I know. Kind of like where that comes from, or do you have like, you know, was she in a rock band or <laughs>
0: <you know? laughs>
2: something when she was younger? You know, know. They, they didn't tell me much. In fact, I felt like they were looking to me, To fill it in. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. Um, You know, because the directors change every week, it it was like I I kind of wish that um, one of the, you know, creators had been there. But our first AD, you know, had been there, you know, for years and years. And so he was more, a little bit more like an encyclopedia about things. And I was able to ask him. but, But honestly, we were all kind of just guessing, and and at the end of the day, I I just chose to make up my own little story um, in order to have a through line for myself. Because, you know, even with the wedding band, I, you know, the, the, the actress that had played my part before me was wearing a wedding ring. Um, and so they wanted to give me that ring. And I just chose to put it on my other hand <laughs> because... Mm-hmm. I just thought there was something that wasn't, you know, that he's just not around. So I put it on my right hand instead, and I asked for a different ring because I just wanted to kind of start fresh, and, um, you know, and that was also a little odd for me, but I, I gleaned from the show once I arrived. You know, because I, I as, as I was doing research on the show, the actress who did it before me was lovely. She was a really good actor. She, you know, I, I watched her scenes on, on YouTube, and and I really think that it was just, um, from what I heard, it's just that they, that they hadn't envisioned Mrs. Tran to be that uh, substantial, in the story arc originally, and then once they realized that that they wanted her to be a little heavier in it, they thought maybe, you know, getting somebody else. <laughs> that had done, oh, I don't know, like all those things I was talking about with the avant-garde theater and, like, I have no idea. But I was, like, a little nervous about that. Like, is there anything I shouldn't be doing? I mean, (laughs) how am I here? How did I get here? But, I I, you know, they were very welcoming and very reassuring. And and so I was um, not, I I had to just not focus on that and just do the, the job in front of me, you know, and just assume that everything was okay Unless I heard otherwise,
1: yeah,
0: mhm,
2: yeah,
1: do you know it do you know if there is a story about Mr. Tran because Crowley kind of hinted at something, you know, in um one of the other episodes he hinted at the story about mr tran have you do you know anything about that?
2: They didn't tell me, and um, so I think the theories are just talking with the other cast members is, is that either you know we're going to find that out, like I am your father, that kind of thing, or um. You know, Crowley was just being Crowley and just messing with us. Um, But they didn't give me a definitive either way. But I do remember reading an article online where the interviewer was asking Jeremy Carver, um, how much can we trust Mrs. Tran? And his answer was something to the effect of, well, it's going to be unpredictable. Mm. Mm. So that to me was like, hmm. I had the same thing reaction you did. Mm.
0: Just so far, mm. I,
2: I've been, you know, pretty, you know, clear that I love my son and I'm going to protect him no matter what. Mm. But um, I, it doesn't feel like anything untrustworthy about her yet. Mm. Um, the only time
1: so far was being possessed by Crowley. Maybe maybe, maybe there was like a residual.
2: Can, does. Was that ever explained? Like, if if that happens to someone, do they leave any residual trace of themselves in the the meat sack? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's a
0: good.
1: That's a good question. Mm-hmm. What, I I mean, it have? Yeah. Maybe not a run-of-the-mill demon, but Crowley is the king of hell, and he was also the chief crossroads demon. So. He's like he's like management. He's like, you know, pretty corporate strong. CEO. Yeah. So he's pretty strong. So it's possible for him as a special case. Yes, I mean, that's the first time we've seen demon smoke is usually black when they leave the body,
2: and his was red. Oh, yeah. Mark, the special effects guy, was so excited that they figured out how to do red because it was the first time they'd done it, too. So yeah. that was fun. Gosh, they
0: did. Yes, it looks fantastic. fantastic.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it- is that is that an odd thing to do? I wonder because aren't you basically sort of
2: screaming screaming for nothing, kind of
1: with nothing going on? There's no smoke. I mean, it looks
2: really cool in the final effect, but I know my kids were there watching that thing too <laughs> that, that day, and they actually did use my vocal though, and, and I think they mixed it in with with some other people howling or something. But um, yeah, it was kind of bizarre. I, my kids just thought I was crazy. And you know, like, what is this? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, it's a little odd, yeah. But I, I, he showed me like a little clip of the black smoke coming out of somebody else, and what what the whole idea was. So I kind of got it. And um, yeah, it was. It's really something, especially given that you know the show doesn't have a gigantic budget. It, it looks pretty amazing what they can do. I was really impressed. hmm Um. Yeah, I just have never, I've never done anything like this. And I mean, I, at my age, you would think that I would, you know, have that kind of grit. But I feel like, honestly, this character has been adding to my arsenal of toughness when I'm out in the world,
0: <laughs> because mm-hmm.
2: I have a blind dog, and sometimes big dogs will be off a leash, and they'll come charging at mm-hmm. my dog, and I just become Mrs. Tran. And I, I like ground my voice and I yell at the dog and I become totally the alpha and they get so scared. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something new for me. Oh, and then uh, and then um, a couple weeks after um that aired, the first episode aired, and I was feeling kind of really, you know, um, filled up with everybody saying I was you know you did a really good job and and it was so believable. I was like, yeah, man, I am badass. That's right. <laughs> You know, you know what? People can't people just can't like balk me around. I'm sorry. So I had like a road rage incident in Los Angeles a couple weeks after that aired and that's unfortunately not really that rare in LA because everybody's so tired of the traffic and uptight about the traffic and everything. So I was in a parking mall at the Beverly Center it's called and it was an underground parking mall. And my car and this other car came to a, a kind of a screeching stop. And we didn't hit each other, but it was a little scary. And so this woman came out of the car. She was probably 80. She was really old. And she comes up and she, she motions to me, roll well, down your window. So I rolled down my window, and she goes, you almost hit me, like that. And I go, I don't know what inspired me. I swear, I think it's Mama to just took over. I just was started, like, to go into a comedy routine with her. It was weird. I went, you almost hit me. She goes, look where your car is. I go, look where your car is. <laughs> she goes, you were driving too fast. She goes, you were driving too fast. <laughs> and then she just, like, she got so flustered. And then she said, you chink. And then I was like, well, you got me there. Oh. I did not know what to say, and I just—oh my goodness! I know. Can you believe that in this day and age that that could yeah.
1: still happen still?
2: And I was like, the
0: only—okay, if she
1: was in her—if she's in her
2: 80s, that's just her mindset from when she's probably very, very young. You I know. Think, I think you're absolutely right. I do. I think it was like a generational thing, but I just was yeah. really surprised at how like spicy I was. But then she just, I didn't, did not have a comeback for that at all. I just kind of got back in my car and rolled my window up. <laughs> I the only I thing you not, say
1: was, "Well, you, you, you
2: Caucasian, you, you <laughs> like, oh, no. know."
0: I could say you.
2: Chink. No, that doesn't work. No, anyway. Um, yeah, but but I I do have this new this new like cockiness that I walk around with now, as as if like the five feet of me could do anything to anybody, but. But you do have to kind of be a little bit careful in LA because people could have a gun or something, you know.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <This> is, yeah. <laughs> this <is> true. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Well, that's uh, great. I'm, I'm glad Supernatural is like, like giving you like a little, like a little something back. You know, you're, you know, it's like it's okay. giving me a lot back. It's giving me really a lot. Back. Back. I, I do yeah. Like, yeah yeah yeah. It's I, uh, it's always good to see a. a Badass woman character. I mean, supernatural's pretty good at it. I mean, sometimes she don't always survive. <laughs> so far, so good for for Mama Tran. But it's you know,
2: but she's she is. She's very badass woman, and it's, well, it's a great character to I, see. I love her toughness too, and I'm learning from her. And I, you know, I I can kind of glean from the fans out there that they don't really like weak women. I don't think right?
0: mm
2: It seems like no. they, yeah, they, they, uh, they gather around, they rally around the stronger ones, for sure. hmm But that's good, too, in a sense, because we all, you know, as women, we do need to stand up for ourselves, and, you know, culturally, being Asian and being raised Catholic and being five feet tall, I was totally raised to be much more acquiescing and not, you know, not being vocal, really. So mm-hmm. it's been kind of a journey that way. And this is just a little it was like a little teacher for me and added mm-hmm. you know. Um but, but I do, you know, because I am a real I am a mom in real life, I do definitely you know, I'm as nice as the next person, but you try to hurt one of my kids and you will pay for it. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um speaking
1: of kids <laughs> we've we've had your on screen child on here, Osric. Joe who was so much fun, we've had him twice, and um, oh Osric. how are how are you guys together? yeah but it looks like you have a great relationship. oh my gosh, he is
2: just he, you know what I hope my son grow up to be like him, honestly, I don't know whatever his parents did, they did it completely right. Because he is mm-hmm. just he's just true blue that guy he's he's really exactly what he seems, and he's just the nicest person, very supportive, really smart, and uh but very humble. Also, he he just he took himself to China and learned Mandarin because he thought that it would be good for him <laughs> himself. And I just thought that was so you know taking initiative. Mm-hmm. Like I would love my kids to do that because my kids are are half Asian, and I was trying to give them Mandarin lessons because everyone keeps saying you know it's the wave of the future. Everyone's going to be speaking Mandarin, and you know, and they should really know it. And it's really hard to learn. I I'm Cantonese, mm-hmm. and so I don't speak Mandarin. So I was trying to learn it with them, and it's it's not easy. So they put up enough of a fight that I let them stop now. I see I'm like a wannabe tiger mom. I you know really a tiger <laughs> mom. I would just make them play piano till midnight and learn their Mandarin. But um, yeah, no. So I, I'm hoping that one day they will. Um, maybe they'll do something like that. we we're, we're because that is a great way to get a language to just move. You know mm-hmm. to, to that country and spend six months there because yeah. I wish Oz likes to do he's he's a, a black belt in, in martial arts i mean they the show has got to use that in some way I mean it might be too stereotyped in a way, but it's I think it would be so amazing to see him use his physicality because he's got it, so why not mm-hmm.
0: you know mhm
2: um, yeah, I think he did that just to you know to help him you know, with other acting roles, too, if he wanted to star in something in, in China or something. So it was very smart of him. And, mm. um, you know, I hope that he will be on this show for a long time. It seems like the fans really love him. And it seems also that that uh, it seems like the producers really listen to what the fans think. And I wonder what they read. I'm not sure. Maybe the, I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, well, they have to somewhere.
1: I mean, I think um, Twitter, there's a lot there and some sites. And you kind of, it's great that they do, but you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because you can't please everybody. You know, I mean, there's many things. But sometimes there are certain things that are, you can just tell, are universally loved or universally hated. <laughs> and, you know, they're absolutely not a success at all. But right. but sometimes they're an amazing, like, gift and success. Like, way, way back, uh, Eric Kirkley decided to add angels, and they cast Misha, no, and, and with not a clue how he'd be accepted. And I think he was only supposed to be in one episode or two. And, you know, four years later, his character is that still very much a part cool. of it. So yeah, it, that it, makes- sometimes it's a grand success, and sometimes it is <laughs>
2: Yeah, that makes sense to me. though. Misha is really, really special. Uh, I mean, just all the training I've had, that everything I've ever learned, you know, teachers have talked about being as present as possible. You know, that that, that um, you can tell that he's really listening. He's really listening mm-hmm. to whoever's mm-hmm. talking to him. And it can be hard to, to get to become that present when, if you're at all worried about, you know yourself and how you're coming across, or how you're looking, or how you're sounding, or if you're nervous about, oh gosh, I got to open this jar while I'm saying this line. You know, all of those little things that can get in the way and put you in your head. He doesn't have any of that. He is just right there. I think it's that's the same thing with like kids and animals because they're so mm-hmm. non-self-conscious, they're so not looking at themselves that that's why it's absolutely impossible to not watch them. I think mm-hmm. that's what Misha's got going on. When I when I watch, mm-hmm.
0: and,
2: you know, everyone has their their special gifts. Like everyone in the show, is pretty amazing, in their own way. But I think that that is what really stands out to me about him. You know,
0: mm-hmm. Plus the fact
2: that he's kind of easy on the eyes, like everyone else <laughs> in the
0: show. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, he's pretty cool. I've also a lot of people have commented about. Jensen, even if he's not speaking in in the scene as Dean, he's still doing something or or it stays in. It's not like his attention not
0: wanders. He and, and he said he learned today. that because
1: the camera's coming. He said if he can still do something and be something, it gives the camera person that much more
2: option. I guess that's I'm right. The editor, me, yeah. Then and they have lots to choose from. Jensen is such a, a generous actor. He's really just giving you everything he's got in the moment, and that's really rare, especially for someone who's been on a show for eight years. It would be so easy for him to just phone it in because it doesn't really matter. The the train is kind of running itself at this point. It's great that Mm -hmm. he cares that much, you know. And Jared is just so natural, I think. He's really, um, he just seems very natural, like he's really just having a conversation, like there's nothing actory about him. At all, we're just ridiculous standing next to each other. He's like six five or something, and I said to the costume lady, "I said, come on, you're really you're going to put me in flats? Don't you want to be in the same shot? You got to help me out a little here. I mean, come on."
1: Yeah, um, um, we've we've actually all stood next to him, and and
0: yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: doesn't matter, heels, whatever.
0: Oh,
2: that's true. I, even if they put me in yeah. six-inch heels, I would still be hurting my neck. <laughs> anyway. There's a this past episode you were in where you and
1: Osric are against the car and Jared's standing opposite you guys, and it doesn't even look real.
0: Well, I know, and we had
2: to back up from each other just so we could look at each other because it would be too hard on our necks otherwise. <laughs> But, but it's good that, that Osric is not a giant, because it makes it more believable that I'm his mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, cause in, and he's got really big eyes, so I feel like, you know, we do look a little like. I mean, it's, well, well, we all look alike, but no, I'm kidding. Um. No, there's a little bit of a resemblance, though. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: okay. Over on Twitter, our um, uh, fan Tut X wanted to know if you knew that your character would be in more than one episode when you uh, got the part. Well, um,
2: I only see they say things so close to the vest that I only knew that it was a possible recurring from reading it in the paper. <laughs> um, and so, like I was saying before, I was a little bit, I just wanted it to go well I was really hoping that the fans would take to my character so I was really happy when they called me back again because then I thought okay great then that means I didn't suck and people kind of accepted me so I'm back so that was really great and then Mm -hmm. from this point forward I'm really not sure um you know I haven't I haven't shot anymore so I haven't heard anything so hopefully they'll they'll have me back but I'm just trying to be really zen about it but that if it is that Mm -hmm. you know if, if it's a closure thing then I just have had such a great ride already, and it's been such a wonderful experience. So I can't, you know, be all negative in any way about about it. But I do, I do hope they have me back. I don't, I don't know.
0: And what the other sounds- thing that I was, oh, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No. I was just uh-huh. saying about Jeremy Carver when I was thinking about that. What he said about unpredictable. He might have just said that too, just so that it leaves it open for them to to make up their mind about what they want to do. They maybe they don't know yet. So un- mm-hmm. unpredictable could be. Anyone's guess, you know, like that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it seems
1: it was very open at the end of this episode, so it it would sound positive for for Kevin and his mom to come back. Or, I I, I mean, I hope it was pretty. It was there was nothing final about it, you know. She's still out there. Yeah. May not be for a little while. But, yeah, I mean, um, I'm not. I haven't been killed. So. so, but then again, well, I mean, that doesn't stop. Some characters sometimes,
2: anyway, right, right. supernatural. <laughs> Haven't Sam and Dean each died twice or something like that?
0: Yeah, several times, several, several
2: times. times. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess anything can happen, and that's the that's the beauty of it. I mean, they don't they don't tell you very far in advance either about mm-hmm. like when when you'll be in it or anything. So, but that must be nice from their point of view, just to have that kind of creativity and just let things flow. That that's that's mm-hmm. what artists usually do they just take they take inspiration from whatever's happening right mm-hmm. so you know and mm. that's been, you know i i hope it's been a i i mean it feels like it's been a really positive experience with me on the show but then again i'm i'm really only on twitter i'm not looking at other blogs where i don't know maybe people are saying they hate my character and i i just don't know it because people aren't aren't really going to tweet mean things to me i don't think I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you'd hope not, but I, I think there are mean Twitterers out
1: there. So if you haven't gotten any, I, I think you can you can go from there. That it's
2: very positive. <laughs> but well, or, you know, yeah. Ozark was so cute because he's the one who was helping me pull pull myself into the 21st century by getting onto Twitter, and he <laughs> he was educating me and told me that you know I, if if it had anything like that that I could block somebody, and. Um, mm-hmm. He was very cute because I created my account, and then the next day I deleted the account. <laughs> he said, what are you doing? I said, I have zero followers. I look like a loser. I can't do that. He said, no, no, no. Here, I'll help you. So he just <laughs> tweeted out, like, hey, you know, welcome. And then, like, in the first 10 seconds I got, I don't know, 50 followers. He said, that's how it works. Just be a little mm-hmm. patient. And so mm-hmm. it, it, it's uh, I'm getting the hang of it now. And um, it's really exciting. Like, I have almost 3,000 followers now just from these two episodes, I think. I'm, I'm sure it's mostly Supernatural fans. I mean, because I, I think that Futurama has a really strong fan base, too, but not like you guys are in your own stratosphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys should give lessons to other fan fandoms. So um, I'm... Any, anybody who's
1: listening, um, if you don't follow her, uh, Lauren on Twitter yet, you should be following her. Lauren Tom Nine Thousand. So oh, if you're not you. following her yet? Go follow Lauren.
0: Thank you so, so much. much. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: you know, going going back to um, saying maybe there was some kind of residual Crowley possibly left in in Kevin's mom. Yeah, I I kind of wondered how how Mrs. Tran, who's, you know. Five foot tall got that big demon guy stuffed in the trunk of her car.
2: Yeah, I was wondering that. Well, you know what? They cut a part of that scene. I was bummed about that. It still doesn't explain your question, though. It doesn't answer your question. But there was another part of that scene after I got to use that soaker, that water soaker, which was tons Mm -hmm. of fun. Um, (laughs) He... I run into that little room where, remember when, when Kevin ran in and, and saw that the, the salt line had been broken, and he comes out, did you break that salt? That little room, I ran into that and had a total Bruce Willis moment where I slammed the door, and I've got the gun with the point of it facing the ceiling, and I, I'm like panting, and I'm trying to hold you know um, hold the door shut, and then that demon appears right in front of me, and but I had a, a one of those symbols that was like a trap door on the floor and then um I, I point down to it and then he sees that and I guess that makes that made him you know, I, I'm not really sure but you know, in in the storylines before in, in all these years, that symbol somehow you know Yeah,
1: that's a devil's trap, yeah.
2: It's a devil's trap, right. So then mm-hmm. I just kinda waved to him because I totally had him. But, I mean, maybe it's just one of those things where you when you really need to, you know, you could lift a car if you needed to. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. guy was tall. So who knows, maybe I just kind of dragged him and pulled him into the trunk. I don't, We didn't make a big deal of it because we didn't want people to really stop and think about that. So,
1: it made me wonder. It was like, wow, I'm impressed.
2: You know, he's really was
1: <laughs> determined. Very helpful. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, she's got some skills, Mama Trent, and they just wrote her so, like, you know, so strong, I'm so happy, because you really just have to play whatever it is they're writing, you know, oh, and and, um,
1: with the tiger mommy, the whole scene in um, the pawn shop, yeah, where she just took over that I got this, and I think that was the first time Sam and Dean got to
2: see her in action, it was like, that was great, that was great fun, oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the car right now of the pawnbroker, but that car I read one comment online that they were so mad at my character for putting that car down.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, like, you're gonna diss that car, I hate you. That kind of thing. And I was like, Oh my God People really are into their cars. I didn't even know what that car was. It was lighter or something like that. But anyway, um yeah, that guy was fun too. That was a fun scene. That was awesome. Um, yeah, it was an Asian family. I still remember that owned that pawn shop. That was a real pawn shop. Oh, and they were they were an adorable family. <laughs> and they wanted to take my, their picture with me because I was Asian too, and they remembered me from the Joy Luck Club. I think it was really really sweet.
0: <laughs> um,
2: uh, let's see what else. Um, anything else funny happened?
1: Um, I was I was wondering. Um, since Mrs. Tran got her um, tattoo, you know, burned, damaged um, from Crowley, do you think she has got it, gotten another tattoo, another anti-possession tattoo somewhere?
2: Hmm. Well, they didn't say that, but it's entirely possible. And I guess that's just going to be my little secret where my first tattoo is.
0: <laughs> 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 the one
2: I, I allude to. Yeah, I... I'm not sure about that. Gosh, boy, they really burned my arm there, huh? That special effect was good, too. Oh, has any actor on the set ever talked about the way that they feed us on that set? It's crazy. We've heard that they
0: have really good food.
2: They have insanely good food. And I don't know why everyone doesn't weigh 500 pounds by now. (laughs)
0: Because they
2: just make it way too tempting. And, you know, wait, didn't they? Yeah, Twinkies just went out of business, right? So I don't know what, what they'll do now. But No, they, they have really good food. They, they let you have an option, but you have to be the mature one. So they will put out some healthy food, but then they'll also put, like, these dastardly things, all kinds of chocolate cake, and then all those things, like Twinkies and Ho-Hos and Ding Dongs and red licorice, and then there's an ice cream, like an ice cream break like a dessert chocolate comes out. This was right after dinner. And so I'm like, "Oh, I've never seen I've never been on a set with so much food."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I guess they just want to keep the crew happy and everything. <laughs> anyway, but then, you know, Dean and Sam, I mean Jared and Jensen are, are very on top of it. That's why they still look so gorgeous because they're they are there getting their special meals, which I looked at and it's spoiled chicken. You know, or a protein shake with some vegetables. So they they have the the cooks there make them something super healthy. So they're on it. You know, I think they have to be.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine
2: the paunchy hunters? No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you get up. No, you. No. <laughs>
2: so, <sighs> well, this isn't just, This is fun talking to you guys.
0: Oh, we're having a ton of fun. <laughs> oh,
2: good. I just, thank yeah. you, yeah. Do you have a, any questions for us? Um, <laughs> do I have any questions for you? Let's see um, sure. <laughs> All right. um, how many let's see so wait, I just heard you talking in the beginning of this little talk that you have a website, you have a blog. You you have Twitter. How did and you guys all live in different places? How did you guys create this this massive you know amount of fans together like that? Like who created that? Was it you three?
1: Actually, it
0: was
1: <laughs> a, well, there's another girl that is part of the website as well, and she developed the website before the show actually even aired.
2: Oh, because she knew it was going to be awesome.
1: She saw, she saw the, yeah, she saw the pilot at Comic Con, and um, before you know, a month before it aired on TV, and Life made the website from that.
2: Oh, I see. Mhm. Well, that there, was smart there, on her part. Doesn't she look <laughs> smart? You know. <laughs> there,
1: there's oh, uh, four. There's four of
0: us who
1: do the uh, who do on uh, here. All with Wendy, Rose, me, Susan, Vinny, and then Lisa. Uh-huh. And we have the we have the website Winchesterbirds dot com, Twitter and Facebook and then of course the podcast and it just is all developed over there. We all live in different states. Lisa's in California. I'm in Kentucky. Benny's in Texas. Susan is in
2: Florida. But we just we talk every day on on the internet and we call each other. Mhm. And you still have time to run all of that, and because and, you guys are on the Twitter thing, you know, a lot, and, and still be able to do your job, your real job. Now we have the youth page,
0: too.
1: You have a lot Interesting. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, you have a lot.
1: It's interesting since I was yes, yesterday's podcast with Misha, I actually did from my office because it was a different time, and I said I will never make it home. I have a like 20-mile one-way commute back to my house. I said, I'll never make it. So I, like, threw my boss and my coworker out of the office early and said, go home so I can have the office to myself and do this podcast.
0: Aw,
1: he understands, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, oh, they were thrilled. They were like, are you kidding? Early on a Friday? And they ran. It was oh, that's easy. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's
2: good. Well, it is yeah. an addiction, too, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a, yeah, anyway. Ah. Anyway. <sighs> So we ha well gosh, we've almost been talking for an hour already. Yeah, oh my. It's yeah, I, think, um,
0: right?
2: like I
1: said, you're you're more than we said we more than welcome to stay as long as you like, but
2: Well, I think I probably you feel like, like you need to up. go,
0: that's okay too. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm gonna get ready to go out and have some fun with some friends and, and uh but it's been so great talking to you and thank you so much for inviting me to do this. I really appreciate it. Oh, we've had
1: such a great time, and you're welcome. You know, you're welcome back anytime.
2: Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I hope they have me back, um, so I can keep this conversation going on with all these people and everything. But like you said, mm-hmm. even if they don't, it'll probably—I'm not being kicked out of the family.
0: No. No. <laughs>
2: no. Once you're in the supernatural family, you're there to stay.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. Great. Well, have have a wonderful evening, guys. Thank you so much so for being nice. on.
0: It was a great Thank time. You. We really appreciate you taking
1: time. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye,
0: Lauren. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. She is wonderful. I had so much fun talking with Lauren. Oh know. Great stories, and, and she was so enthusiastic and excited about the show and being on. and. Discovered her badass self. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love
1: that. I love that. Like this gave her some empowerment.
0: Mhm. Yep.
1: Yep. And, and you know, five size has nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know, so good. It's a, not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the fight size of the fight and the dog. You know, so. Or Yoda, you know, judge me by my side, do you? And well, you should not. <laughs>
0: so,
1: yeah, definitely. It's very funny to see her standing next to, like, Jensen and Jared, because I think she's, like, belly button level for Jared. What did you all think of the episode? I, I enjoyed it. it yeah, I just thought it was great. I have many wonderful things about it. Um, so much happened in it. It was such a huge episode. It was huge. Um, we had Cass. We had new angel, new angels introduced. We had Crowley. We had Sam and Dean. We had Bemmy. It was boy a, a lot. A lot happened. Um, I I actually, there's a couple of things I, I wrote down. They didn't really have anything to do with um, Nisha or uh, Lauren's scene. So, you know, as both we get to talk about the episode itself, I was going to ask. I thought there was a very interesting line by Benny in one of the purgatory flashbacks. And um, Cass is sort of questioning um, about... Benny knowing the location of the portal, and he and Benny says, I lie, I don't get lied to. And I thought that was very interesting, and I wonder if it's going to have future um, repercussions and effects, because Dean obviously trusts Benny, um, and he tells them when they get ready to go through the portal, he says, you know, I, I'm, you know I'm really trusting you, brother, and he says, well, you've you've earned it. And that's unusual for Dean, because this is a monster. And and we haven't seen Dean treat him with anything but pretty much on even ground as, as somewhat of trust, as much as Dean trusts anybody really. And I thought that was an interesting comment. I wonder if we're kind of supposed to mark that and remember it for the future. Maybe I'm a pessimist, but given Dean's track record, I'd be very shocked if Benny doesn't betray him mm. because – People tend, to, or beings, tend to betray Dean. It just happens to him. So I'd be very shocked if Betty doesn't hurt Dean in some way. hmm Well, he does say I lie. I don't get lied to. Um... I wonder why I kind of wanted to say Well what makes you so special You don't get lied to it, Except of course He just strikes such fear Or whatever In somebody Or he's just Got that sense Some people can just tell When another person is lying I don't know um, I, I I was thinking about it And I am I know that Poor Dean You know Sooner or later Pretty much Almost everyone has, has let him down And betrayed him And I thought You know It would be a nice change If Benny didn't it would be a shock, you know. First, first time for everything, right? But I, I agree. I, you know, first of all, he's a vampire, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: second of all, Dean, like you said, Dean's track record. It would be, you know, it would be completely on track for for Benny to do something to betray Dean, and I could totally see that happening, mm-hmm. even if. Even if his heart was in the right place, like it has been with Sam and Cassiel in the past, it's still, it still it always backfires on Dean somehow. And, you know. mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that I would be I would be shocked, but I a part of me sort of hopes that for for a change <laughs> it doesn't happen to him, just because I I feel for so that. But I, I I won't be surprised, and I also think it's um, when Sam told him, you know, you know, I I could just be. You know, the hunter that that takes down Benny, you know, the monster. I could be that hunter, and that could be very telling as 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 well. Oh, I think that, that was foreshadowing. I definitely think that mm-hmm. was. I'm, I'm, again, like I said, I'm a pessimist, or maybe I'm a terrible person. I don't know. But I love a good conflict, and I love a good, you know, fight in that way. So if Benny were to betray or if Sam were to have to do something where it's Sam against Benny. I love that kind of stuff. So I kind of also, and I don't know what that says about me, but
0: <laughs> that, that is what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I enjoy it. And if you don't have it, you have a very boring television show <laughs> or, or movie if you don't have uh, conflict. On the other hand, I think, and especially the last, Two seasons. I mean, Sam and Dean lives were so dark and so dismal, and you've you've you can't keep it that dark either because otherwise it's it's just painful to watch, and you're just like, how much can one person
0: stand?
1: You know. So I I I don't I like conflict, and you have to have it to be an interesting thing. But if it's too much, it's like it's like I. I barely made it to the end of Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, because it was just so horribly dark and dismal by the end. I said, I I don't know if I can deal. And I just hung in because I'd already watched it. And I went, oh, what the hell? I got to finish it. Well, I mean, seeing someone who was reared on the Whedon fandom, nobody suffers like somebody in a Joss Whedon show suffers. So
0: Mm -hmm. I'm used to it. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's another one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I keep I my favorite moment, and I know I've talked I talked about it with Lauren. there was Crowley with a pinwheel. <laughs> I just, that mm-hmm. was just, just the strangest thing, and I would love to find out. Okay, was there, you know, you know, there was a kid, you know, what one of the um future prophets that they um, Had abducted with a kid. I wonder if maybe that pinwheel came with the kid. I just want to know mm-hmm. the story of that pinwheel. <laughs> I just like to say whenever they have an evil or a, an antagonist have something really simple or innocent, I really like that dichotomy whenever any show or book, movie, whatever does that when you have someone so evil be so benignly playful with something, mm-hmm. it's just
0: right.
1: a creature, and I love that. Mhm. And I think Amanda Tapping's Naomi is going to be a really interesting character. Mhm. And I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with that, because I'm hoping she's a good guy. You know, she's an angel, and most, we haven't seen that many good angels, but I'm hoping she's a good guy.
0: Um, I don't think she is. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: worrisome, um, it is. I think she's more, like, ambiguous with her own agenda kind of person or angel. I'm interested in that mostly because we've been told for, you know, several seasons that, you know, and we're done with the angels, we're done with the angels, we're done with the angels. And every season, you know, we're clearly not done with the angels. Not just, (laughs) you know, but we're once again dealing with angels. I find that kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. This is a whole new group of angels. We don't even know if Cass is aware of them when he's, like, normal. (laughs) You know, did he know of them way back when? or is they completely new to him? And, and she, had to, she had to introduce herself to it, I that's not have known nun before. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I also found it very interesting that, you know, given that in season six we had Tastiel with this huge following of angels, and then we have him later on basically trying to be God and yet there's this part of heaven that he's never been to. Right,
0: mm-hmm. right.
1: And it was very much like, it reminded me of the, the white room of Welcome Wolf, of to Heart and Angel,
0: where nobody yes, gets to go. Yeah.
1: Where the yeah. senior partners, nobody gets to go there. It reminded me a lot of that. I hadn't thought of that, but you're exactly right. It is, it is very similar to that. Well, there's a lot of, and I think part of it is, you know, you'll always, whenever there's genre television, you'll always draw a lot of parallels, but I thought it was, I couldn't help when Cassiel was telling talking about the prophets and one dies and another one rises kind of thing. I was like, oh, like a slayer into every generation.
0: Of <laughs> oh,
1: I, I follow you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I I totally thought that. I would. Oh, it's just like the Slayer. <laughs> and if it's like the Slayer, if you die and come back, the other Slayer doesn't disappear. That's how you can have two Slayers. So maybe that's why you can have two prophets. I was ta- I was talking about that with a, with a friend of mine. We were saying, you know, if um you know we we have Castiel kind of confirming that Chuck's dead, but it still leaves it open for Chuck to come back because. Back in season one of Buffy, spoilers if you've never watched Buffy, and if you've never watched Buffy, I don't know what to do with you. But <laughs> Buffy dies and it fractures the line, so Buffy comes back, and now we have multiple players, which means Chuck can come back and we can have multiple classes. Mm-hmm. He only died just a minute. If it, his heart just popped for a second, and then it started again. We'll be fine. So <laughs> basically, I want Chuck back, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Lauren um, just sent us a message that she had uh, been talking with us, but she forgot to mention her 5K run that she's participating in. Her what? The 5K run that she's participating in. Oh, oh. So so I told her that we're still in the air and we can mention it. if you go to her Twitter, you can see the link. It's, um, she's doing a 5K run for a homeboy Industries um, to provide extensive training po- program that empowers men and women to undertake what is their first real job. It helps people to get a job. And um, Lauren is participating in the 2012 5K Run Walks. So if you go to her Twitter, you can see the link, um, and you can go there and help her. She's... Um, her goal is to raise $2,000. So far, she's raised 770 So make sure you go and check that out and help support Lauren. Great. Now, oh, something else I was going to mention, not not Lauren-related.
0: <laughs>
1: um, if you find the link, I just retweeted it. So.
0: Um, oh, good, Just good.
1: Um, the actress Serena Fialo to play Delta Mendota. I loved her.
0: Mm-hmm. I loved
1: the character of Delta was just, I really liked her. And I, I, when she that, uh, when Mrs. Tran told her, I said, Oh, I bet your mom's real proud of you. And she said, yeah, she is, but, you know, with my whole sister, the bar ain't that high. <laughs> my whole sister has a hooker, so, so, you know, the bar ain't high. <laughs> <laughs> <That's what it laughs> I love it's, that. It's also very funny and telling of our times that she found her on Craigslist. <laughs> you know. so,
2: yeah, and so I,
1: I was not surprised at all she betrayed him. I said, you know, I wouldn't trust her, <laughs> Good reason, <laughs> and speaking of serena she serena's done a serena's done an interview with us that um we'll be um trying to we'll be hopefully posting to the website tomorrow mm-hmm. oh, very cool. I liked her maybe she'll pop back up again mm-hmm. yeah, I, I never mean, know she, you know she didn't die Crowley didn't kill her she just disappeared, so mhm.
0: Yeah. A few um,
1: odd, months ago, I was watching, you know how you get something like YouTube virals kind of thing where you just one video after another? She was on a YouTube feature movie by this guy Shane Dawson that does a bunch of like really weird parody kind of things. And he did um, a YouTube movie feature called Friends Forever that she was in. When I saw she was going to be on this, I was like, but that's the girl from YouTube. Wait a minute.
0: Mm-hmm. But...
1: That, she, it's a very comedic role, so it's really, it's really interesting to see, like, the difference that she plays. It's really funny. Hmm. Like,
0: mm-hmm. super low-budget. really
1: interesting. Um, I was thinking that Kevin had a little thing for Delta. Oh, he was Isn't definitely I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. His, his mom uh, was uh, pleased about it. <laughs> That that was that. That moment felt so real to me when um, Mrs. Tran, you know, hit him on the chest. There, you know, hey, you know, leave that alone. You don't need that. And <laughs> I was like, oh yes, I know what I'm, I know. How you're feeling, Mrs. Tran? I've been there. <laughs> yeah, but I, it was a nice bit of like normal behavior for Kevin, you know, after everything with the prophet and the demons and we'll buy up and blah, 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 the tablets, uh, you know, it's like, oh, a little bit of normalcy, you know, Kevin Kevin likes a girl. <laughs>
0: so,
1: she's a witch, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, it's a start. Yeah, I've wondered, did you wonder when Kevin was translating the tablets if he was mistranslating them for Crowley again, because... You know, at that point, I kind of think he may have been telling the truth because he thought his mom was dead. Crowley cut off his finger. I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, thought it to where he was—he was just done. You know, he was—he was done, and he's telling Crowley the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah, I thought
1: I thought it was honest reading, and I thought he was. I think he kind of felt like, you know, what does he have left, and why is he going to put? One of the potential prophets in danger. If probably has to kill him, mm-hmm. and one of them is the next prophet, mm-hmm. just kind of decided to deal with it on his own
0: mm-hmm. in a very kind
1: of harder fashion.
0: Yeah, I felt
1: bad but, for him. He lost his finger, and I. Sam tells him maybe Cass can do something about that. So I, I wonder if he will, or, or can he? I don't think by the end. I don't know. If Cass was up to hundred percent power again. I mean he was he was doing it, but I think it was more he was just making himself do it even though I he wasn't, he was just going beyond what he was was really capable capable of. I don't think he's back hundred percent yet. Yeah. I think they will fix it for no other reason mm-hmm. than it'll be a pain for the, yeah, for filming to either avoid that hand or make sure that they always have, you know, remove the finger because the, sh- if the sh- hand ends up in the shot. And so I mm-hmm. think for the evening, they'll have Castiel fix it. Yeah, that's, exact, that's what I'm thinking too. That was why they threw in that Castiel line because production-wise, yeah, it would be it would a mess. It would be, a mess.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be and,
1: such pain. And speaking of, of cast and... Bobby, I think it, it just amuses me that when the spirits show up, the Dean, they show up in the
0: bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I don't> know. <laughs> you know, it's like, hmm. and I think I think it's really funny, and I don't know why
1: they do it, or is this something that guys do, and I've never noticed, but. Nobody splashes water on their face more than Sam and Dean. They are constantly in the bathroom, splashing water on their faces, and then gazing at themselves in the mirror, which is valid that they're looking at themselves in the mirror. If I had those there's, faces, I would do. There's not but a whole I just, lot I just, else to do in there. <laughs> no, I mean, you yeah. brush your how teeth. Face is. Yeah, you can brush your teeth, but then you can't talk i mean they one someone else can talk to you or you can be in the shower but again you know that's like a, a whole other aspect of filming you know and but and you can there's there is other things you can do and i guess you can pee or you can throw up but again it makes it difficult to have a conversation So <laughs> that's, you splash water on your face and wait for the like, ghost or the angel to show up <laughs> It's like, you know, when a Winchester is sad, the, one of the things they must do is go to the bathroom, splash water on their face, look pensive. That's what you do yep. when you're sad. <laughs>
0: yep. When you're
1: sad, when you're upset, when you're feeling lost, when in doubt, splash water on your face and look in the mirror.
0: <laughs> that will
1: be revealed.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: of which, though, I think it's really interesting and I'm not sure if there's a reason why they did this or if it was just for the comedic effect but we have twice in this episode where Sam is completely flabbergasted that Castiel would come back. When Dean says mm-hmm. he's, seen, that he's been seeing him Sam's like no not possible and then when Castiel actually shows up he's like this is unbelievable I don't believe it. Yeah. How do you how do you, Samuel Winchester, not believe that somebody you know has come back from the death, from death, or another planet's existence fully intact? Really? Seriously. I mean, come on. First of all, you know, if you're talking about escaping from purgatory, well, he knows two people that have escaped from purgatory, you know, Dean and <laughs> And so, yeah, I <laughs> well, it's not impossible.
0: Yeah. Dean mm-hmm. and Dean have
1: both from hell. I mean, you know, they had Bobby come back as a ghost. The whole nine.
0: <laughs> How mm. many
1: times the old Load many load has come back so many times. I, who knows? Except Dean said Cass was oh, dead, yeah. so maybe that's why, you know, he just, if Dean says he's dead, well, he's dead. So he was
0: surprised.
1: I mean, their dad died. Their dad died when the hell came back. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I don't know if it was played specifically for the comedy of having Sam say the line it's unbelievable I don't believe it which I thought Jared delivered hilariously
0: mm-hmm.
1: or if it's to show like how out of touch Sam really became with everything that he started to take the world at face value instead of see the world as a hunter sees the world Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But um, I don't know. I it. Well, he says to Dean, before he says, you look like you've seen a, seen a ghost, and then he goes, oh, but then you'd probably be stoked, which is very funny. I like that, too. Yeah. hmm <laughs> But, mm-hmm. but um, I also thought it was I wonder because when Kat goes to when he says, you know, I'm I'm dirty and he goes to take a shower. Um and he comes back and he's wearing his usual Castile outfit and I thought I wonder why he chose it and I wonder why they had the perfect chance to change Cass's outfit if they wanted to. You know, and I I get that everybody's kind of used to seeing I and mean, it kind of is a picture of Cass that way, but yeah, just, I just think it's just because I the thought icon. it was like, no, if, you, if you put Castiel in anything else, then is he really Castiel anymore kind of feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how
0: the It's his, yeah it's, I, somebody, I, it's I, his I, cape. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's his yeah, cape, his hood, whatever. I think that's
1: yeah, why they kept you yeah. because there's like the show, Castiel's back, see? He, he looks the same. He's back. He's fine. He's normal,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. mm You mm-hmm. know, it It
1: harkens to the fact that, like I said, it being iconic where it is with Dean saved, Dean kept it, Dean gave it back to him, and it's very similar to the Impala where I feel, for me at least, that the trench coat has kind of now yet another character in and of itself, just like the Impala is its own character.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Mhm. I get it. You know, it's like Spike's leather duster.
0: Exactly. You know, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Angel is wearing leather pants. Oh, that's a good time. Yeah. Uh, I I, that's my, I mean even the even the even on Buffy the writers and the crew knew about Angela's wearing leather pants because they wrote it into a script with both uh Cordelia and gosh, was it? Wesley who both said, yeah. wait, is he wearing leather pants? And it was like, no, then, oh, phew, he's not really jealous, you know. And it was like, wait, is he wearing the leather pants? And no, he's not angelic. jealous. pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not wearing leather and you're not smoking cigarettes, you're not evil. Yep. It's <laughs> just <laughs> fine. Mm. Um, I wonder if Dean will get yet another leather jacket because, you know, we've had him. Lost two now. One, of course, was stolen, and the other was completely trashed in purgatory. So I wonder if we'll get another one. He does need one. It does. He does look a little a little naked without one. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I thought um, the whole different perspectives of leaving purgatory between Dean's version of the story and Cass's version of the story, which apparently is the truth, and Dean and it being so indicative of Dean's character (laughs) where it was his fault that Cass didn't make it. He couldn't hang on. And Cass was genuinely shocked that Dean thought it was his fault and said, you know, I let go. I was strong enough. I let go. So... But all along, it was Dean just thinking he'd failed yet again. Very sad. And I, I thought it was kind of, I feel like I use this word a lot for this episode. I feel like it was interesting. Um, but the whole thing is, you know, Castiel's just completely like, really, do you feel guilty about what, you know? And it turns mm-hmm. out that the reality is, is that Castiel's guilt is what made him toss da- uh, Dean's hand aside when he's so disbelieving that Dean would have guilt about, you know, anything when we all know that Dean has guilt about everything. Mm. So, yeah. I found that
0: There's be, a I great found line in another
1: show with a similar character that blames himself for everything. He has he be blame himself for the invention of gunpowder. <laughs> 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 kind of like that. <laughs> But I thought that was an interesting parallel. I also, and I really I really hope we get more scenes of them now outside of Purgatory. I like the dynamic between Benny, Castiel, and Dean. I think mm-hmm. the character profiles work really well with each other. And I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see the three of them with Sam Incorporated. I want that. I like the ensemble feel of that. I, I think mm-hmm. them all play off of each other based on how the characters are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something really worth watching and really worth the writers getting into fairly deeply. Mm-hmm. I like so much that Sam and Jean aren't so isolated anymore. I mean, they, you know, they they aren't a perfect happy little band of characters, but they aren't so isolated anymore, you know. They have Garth, who's on sort of the good side, and Benny's questionable, but he's in there now. Cass is back. Kevin, Mrs. Tran, you know, and they don't take over everything, but I think it's really nice for Sam and Dean to have these other characters to react to as long as each other as well, and, and get to see... Sam and Dean, Sam and Dean get to see each other react to these other characters also. It, it's just, they've been mixing it in really well, I think. I also like what they're doing with Sam and Dean where, you know, Sam's honest about his current plans of what he wants to do with his life once they close the the gates to hell forever. And Dean, when every, you know, he's being fairly honest with Sam when he's asked direct questions, you know, when they're at him, he's at the rainy window, and Sam asks him what's going on. He doesn't shake it off and go nothing. I thought I saw something. He flat out tells him, "No, I've been seeing Castiel. hmm And I, I like the the newfound honesty that they that they're, they seem to be having with <laughs> each other. I, well, it's quite a change from the end of the last episode where they seem to have like somehow between. Then and now, this episode sort of gotten past a lot, and just I mean, Sam was genuinely concerned, and Dean was genuinely honest about what was going on. It was I mean, I love it, but it was very different than than the whole. And I feel like I think from, because I did have that feeling initially, going, well, last week we were we we had some serious issues, and now you guys seem to be fine. Mm-hmm. But I think also. One of the things that Supernatural is, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a good or bad thing, but one of the things it kind of neglects to do very often is tell you how much time has passed between mm-hmm. for us, it's a week, but for mm-hmm. Sam and Dean, it anywhere from a day to a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and if they ever, you know, and I think what really kind of hits that home, well, for me, what hit that home for me was. At the end of season five, when we get Swan Song and we see the tidbits of them, you know what they do in their downtime, and you kind of realize like, no, they do have a lot of time that we don't see.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh
1: yeah. Despite how I feel about Swan Swan Song, which Becky and I got into it about. I did. I do have that. I do agree with that though. Yay. <laughs> I will. I will. Give, I will give that episode that at least. Well,
0: there. At least
1: there's that. Yes. One of these days, you'll come around to the right side though, and admit that that is the most perfect episode ever. I disagree. I'm sorry. What? I think, ever? Swan, song is a, I think swan song is a good, solid episode. But it's this is not the time or the place. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we spent
1: about we spent hours arguing about this when we were up in Vancouver, like literally probably like six and, hours off arguing about that episode.
0: <laughs> and, and
1: the crazy thing is, we're turning around the channels trying to figure out the crazy Canadian television, and it what well, happens to be on TV, but Swan Song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fake. <laughs> I I I just, I love that episode For me, it's just amazing it was killer, I mean I, we, uh, we had to delay our podcast about it for like a month so we could do it without, you know sobbing for two hours <laughs> yeah, told, I was like, oh, I had no emotional response to it at all, like, there's moments of it I really, really like but I didn't, and I don't know why, I really don't it's just Because we were sitting around doing like our top ten, top twenty, top thirty kind of episodes, she's like, "Why are you not putting Swan Song in any of these categories?" I'm like, "Because it's not there for me." (laughs) So yes, yeah. Well, you know, there have been like episodes, like other shows, or or someplace. I'm like, I just don't see it. I, you know, I. It's as far as like movies go. I have like. Friends who are like so emotionally attached, and and it's like their their life and their center for the Lord of the Rings, and I don't get it. I don't get, get it. it one it's bit, ready? and I'm like, it's for me, it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 it's like whatever makes you happy. But you know, it's that's that's where I I don't I don't I don't get it. <laughs> so whatever with anything when it comes to especially with the, how many episodes of Supernatural we had you kind of it, it's come to a point where you have to go back to the episodes that really resonate emotionally with you
0: mm-hmm. and for
1: every you know everybody's so different that whatever triggers an emotional response within you is such a personal thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I I think it shows the strength of the show that for you can be you can have a room full of fans, but their favorite episodes can differ so greatly. Mm. And I think that's a real nod and testament to the show that it can hit on so many different levels.
0: So. hmm
1: So I think it's good that I feel that way about Swan Song. <clears throat> <laughs> um, I, I love that the prophets, the prophets to be thought they had been abducted on a, into a spaceship. <laughs> Are we on a spaceship? Well, that's oh, that was cool. hilarious. <laughs> and I and, I think it's good that this episode also, because we get a kick out of Crowley and we know he's a bad guy, but it was really smart of them to have him so quickly and callously kill two potential prophets. hmm you have to be reminded how powerful Crowley is.
0: Mhm.
1: And I, I thought that was really good writing. My absolute favorite, favorite part of the episode was Castiel letting his wings out.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That'll never get old. <laughs> never. It never Right. And you can't do it too often because it it makes such an impression and it's such a big thing. So you can't see it too often, or or it will not have the impact it's supposed to. But but when he does do that, it, it is a fantastic effect, it's just a fantastic thing. And I I he looks pretty cool with the eyes and the angel knife and all that. You know, he's uh, trying to find his badass self as well. <laughs> In this episode, we get Castiel being pretty badass several times, Um, even though he's saying he's not at full strength and Dean reminding him he's not at full strength. But we see him being badass in purgatory, even though Dean has to save him. But we see it, and uh, I think he's another character where sometimes you have to be reminded that Castiel's a freaking badass, and he's in... Insanely strong. Um, mm-hmm. strength you want to talk about, whether it's you know preternatural strength or physical strength. He is a, definitely a force to be reckoned with himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing, well, the, says, the the writer, smart to remind us of that. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, my 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 true self is the size of your empire, state's open. You mm-hmm. know, and,
0: so yeah, yeah.
1: And we're we're used to, we've gotten used to funny cats, you know, or quirky cats that likes to watch television. <laughs> you know, It's like, I miss television. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we kind of forget, like you said, what, what he's capable of. Yeah, you get so used to the way, you know, you get so used to a character that you forget. I think with Sam and Dean, too, sometimes we forget. Just how much they can do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mhm. But the wings were the wings were a good time. The wings were
0: definitely
1: a good time. Mm-hmm. That's why I occasionally like a a third person perspective on them, because then you're reminded just how dangerous and powerful they are, mm-hmm. and capable. Because you get a lot of, you know The demons and, and the angels are always after Sam and Dean But the way that they tend to play it sometimes Is that salmon and Dean are these annoying gnats That are just getting on the way of their plans But really they're formidable opponents
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: speaking of Sam and Dean being formidable opponents I wonder why Naomi's so interested in them, Naomi and her crew. Because she says, well, you're going to tell me about Sam and Dean. Like, hmm, I wonder why. Uh, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with that because you – really, right now, Sam and Dean aren't doing anything super-duper major. I mean, they – they have what they're setting out to do as far as, you know, the tablet and closing the gates and all this, but there's no apocalypse to stop. There's really nothing that the angels should be remotely interested in. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yet, do Do they, they, does this faction not want the gates of hell closed forever? I could definitely say that. I wonder if it might have something to do with the compendium of tablets that, um, mm -hmm. Kevin, you know, maybe there's some tablets out there that the angels don't want Sam and Dean to find or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe there's tablets out there that they do want Sam and Dean to find so they can mm-hmm. get them. Right, because I guess it's like a tablet per aspect of monster because so we have Leviathans, we have demons, maybe there's for every monster. Would maybe you, there's what, one about angels. I was just about to say that logically there'd be one about angels, and if they're concerned about that. Mm hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's plenty of possibilities out there. Definitely. I like the idea of the Metatron adding his own little footnote PS at the end of the tablet.
0: Mm. Um, That was.
1: I'm sorry, Metatron yes, sounds like a transformer to me. <laughs> I know it's a real name, but that's what it sounds like to me. It's like a transformer. Ten angels and a transformer. <laughs> well, and I will always, you know, I will always see the Metatron as Alan Rickman now. So hey, as exactly. As that's the only thing as I think of, it's Alan Rickman. <laughs> As Kevin is reading this, in my head, all I picture is, like, Alan Rickman's uh, interpretation of Metatron, like, tapping away on the tablet. <laughs> I just couldn't get it out of my head. Well, guys, I hate to leave such good, interesting conversations, but... I'm starving, Thank you <laughs> dinner time back time um okay, um anything else we need to wrap up? We will not have a podcast next weekend because there is no new supernatural episode this week. It's in America. it is thanksgiving week. um happy Thanksgiving to everybody that celebrates uh happy Black Friday shopping if that's what you're into. I'm sorry for everybody that has to work for the holiday. That would be, that
0: would that would be me. me too.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I really, really am. Um, but I, I, I hope somehow you have a good turkey day or get turkey dinner in there somewhere or however you celebrate. Um, I'll be spending uh, Thanksgiving it. making a turkey and putting up my Christmas decorations. <laughs> I want to remind everybody to keep voting for Supernatural and the People's Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of oh, vote oh, so early. And, yeah, so or or and, and,
0: and
1: there are, there is an app for both uh, platforms. So mm-hmm. it's a free app. Just search People's Choice Awards in your app store or your market if you have an Android, and download that. You can vote on the go. Yes, vote everywhere, vote often, because our goal is to not only win these awards, but win them in such a way that we get Jensen and Jared on the live people Choice Awards broadcast, so they can accept in person, like they were gifted out of last year. So I want to see them on the show. Damn it! <laughs>
0: okay,
1: if they're scheduled, oh. They're gonna to have to find the time. I'm sorry. If they win, they're just gonna to have to find the time to get there. So they just deserve but it. They deserve and it. And you can vote as often as you want. So if you feel torn between having to vote for Jared and Jensen in the same category, vote for both of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and vote twice as much. Yes. You can we exactly. can't split the
1: vote between the two and have Ian Sommerhalder win. Yeah, no. that The no need to rally and, mm-hmm. that high and and while you're there, <laughs> vote for yourself minute. because Supernatural Family is up for an award as as best TV fandom. So go vote for yourself <gasps> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> there there is no shame in voting for yourself. Go so, fandom, vote nope. for yourself. We you earned, earned it. it. Yep. Um. Uh, we want to say thanks again to our wonderful guest this evening, Lauren Tom. She was so much fun. I'm glad she had a good time. Hopefully she can come back again and and talk to us. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find um, this podcast and past podcast at blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. You can go to winchesterbros.com, click on the Winchester Radio icon. You can download us through iTunes. Um, you can find information about podcasts and Supernatural and People's Choice Awards links and everything else you need about Supernatural and the fandom on our Facebook and Twitter. Um, also, Winchester Pros. Um, we have to say thank you again to yesterday's wonderful special guest, Misha Collins, a real trooper who uh, came on with no sleep and fighting a cold, which I think he lost the battle because we talked about him running for E4K, the Enduro for Kindness event today, running with a bad cold. And I saw that he was requesting beer, so I hope there were people at various points in his run that had a ready beer for him. <laughs> Apparently he thought that would help. He did, he did complete 30K, and mm-hmm. he had posted himself with a beer, so oh. Oh, good. congratulations to him on both counts. Yep, so good good for him. Thank him again and bless his heart for being such a trooper yesterday and and today. Um, Anything else? No, Becky and I are going to go stuff our faces at our respective households. (laughs) This sounds like a good plan to me.
0: Yep, go enjoy. So thanks everybody
1: for listening. Yep, and we'll talk to you in about two weeks. Yep.
0: Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks again.